Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Hello, Herd, and welcome to our fourth main show. Yay! Yeah, the Herd main show. So we've survived this long, um, four episodes in, and hopefully uh, no one's sick of us. We're not sick of us, right? Eh. Okay. Uh, Well, at least we can work together. So this episode, uh, we thought... In the transition from the Legends Clone Wars to the Canon Clone Wars, uh, maybe we'd just sit on that idea of Legends and uh, the EU and all the stuff and controversy uh, that it is and just kind of talk about that a little bit. Some of our favorite things, some of the things we're glad are gone, um, you know, and some of the things maybe we hope to see return, whether completely or uh, in some reference or uh, in some adaptation, but uh, overall, just lots of legends talk. Yes, I think. And so, um, up front, uh, I think I'm the one with the most legends. Stoof can confirm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think most of your th- m- legends experiences, books and such, and now the Clone Wars, the micro series, at least. So, but. Um, I've been into the comics, books, games, all that kind of stuff. And that's not to say that I'm uh, an encyclopedia on all of that. I consider my, myself much more co- uh, canon knowledgeable than legends. Um, but I do know some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that'll be the interesting thing to talk about here a little bit is kind of get your, you know, you being someone who doesn't necessarily miss much about legends, not to say you don't miss anything, obviously. We'll talk about that, but uh-huh. the fact that you don't miss a majority, you don't miss what most people miss about legends. No. You know, you miss what's personally significant. Um, yeah. I didn't do much reading or, you know, search. You were you 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 a Star Wars movie person. Yes. You know, that, uh, up, up until the time we started dating and such, I think that was the case. Yeah. You know, I didn't know who Bosk was. I didn't know <laughs> how much of a Bosk he was. Uh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but, you know, getting the perspective of someone who's hearing about some of these stories yeah, uh, that don't exist anymore. Just kidding. They exist. They're just not canon. Yeah. Calm down, guys. No one broke into your house and stole your books. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of get your, oh, that sounds cool. That should be canon. Or, yeah, that's that's good to be gone. Yeah. We'll see. Wouldn't it be interesting if someone woke up in the middle of the night and just saw Kathleen Kennedy rummaging through their bookshelf <laughs> just like no these belong to me and you can't have them <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's they never belong been. in a museum <laughs> oh man um but anyway um obviously we're not gonna sit here for eight hours and talk about legends we're not gonna cover everything maybe but if there's something significant to legends that you loved or didn't like that you want to mention you can definitely do that um yeah talk to us on twitter and such but you know, I'm just setting up now that we're not promising to talk about everything Legends. We're going to do a quick overview of uh, what was there. We're going to talk about some of the more significant stuff, some of the things that we actually had experience uh, 
uh, with or watching or reading or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into everything. So, um, yeah. but if we miss something, you can let us know on Twitter or Facebook or Patreon, whichever. Um, and speaking of Patreon, we're going to talk about that a little bit. So, uh, Patreon, um, we were talking about this move and figured we wanted to kind of include this on the show a little bit. Um, you know, we wanted to just kind of take a moment and encourage you guys, if you haven't already, uh, to consider checking us out on Patreon. Um, even if it's just to follow us, yeah. you know, um, you do not have to financially support us. A great way to support us is to uh, be connected um, to that source. Um, you know, we will have blogs and uh, little behind the scenes things and updates. You know, it's just going to be another place that we can give you content that you wouldn't necessarily see elsewhere. Uh, and eventually, you know, if you do financially support, there'll be other exclusives and goodies for you. But the main thing is that, you know, we want to send some traffic over that way just yeah. to follow so that you can get that uh, information and um, that extra content and whatnot. Yeah, because there is a lot of extra content. Like, do you want to hear me babble for a good minute and then have to restart the episode? That's on Patreon. <laughs> you what wanna, I've always wanted. You want to hear me sing I'm a Little Teapot? That's on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you know, we have a lot of uh, extra audio audio cuts and uh, bloopers that, you know, we've started to put up there. Yeah, there we'll, are a lot. <laughs> we'll continue to find new things to put there that won't necessarily go out on Twitter and everything like that. So overall, our encouragement is, you know, follow us there. Um, we do encourage you, consider giving, um, consider supporting us. Uh, even a yeah. dollar a month goes a long way. Uh, because we do have plans for the show. We have plans for what we want to do and give you guys. Yeah. And some of that can't happen until there's a little bit of, of growth and uh, support. Yeah. Um, I you mean, know. we do have jobs, but we also have bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, your giving would just go directly into ensuring um, yeah. continued quality content and extra quality content. Yeah. So, you know, it it would in, allow us to more easily make the show more easily expand the show and yeah. just overall uh, really help uh, the herd go a long way. Like we would love to start a YouTube channel. We would love to um, update our recording equipment. We would like to do a lot of stuff, but unfortunately we don't really have the means to do that all the time. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and then, you know, different giveaways that we want to do for our, our our followers and all kinds of things. So um, just something to think about. Again, a dollar a month can go a very long way. Um, right now, our only two tiers are a dollar and five dollars. Um, when we start actually seeing more traffic, we'll think of new things to add in there uh, to continue expanding our uh, follower exclusives and appreciation gifts and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah it'll go a lot further than you think um, if you support us that way. And yeah. The thing is, if you can't support us that way, another great way you can support us if you can't do a dollar a month or so would be uh, to give us good ratings on the various platforms which you listen to us. Um, on Anchor, uh, it works by applause. So really, if you like it, just applaud it on Anchor. Um, basically, that's just a way for people to indicate you know, how many people 
are liking um, each episode or this uh, creator. Uh, so you can give us applause on there. I think most other platforms work on stars and, um, you know, uh, paragraph reviews yeah. and such. So uh, elsewhere, if you guys can rate us and if you if you like us, we're not telling you to uh, give us five stars if you only think it's worth three. Yeah. But, you know, definitely do rate us, um, you know, let others know what you think of us. Uh, if you do like us, share us around a bit. You know, we again have plans for how to expand the show and in order to expand the show we need a bit more of a herd than what we have we love we love our weekly listeners our dedicated listeners um we appreciate you guys it's not to say that you guys aren't enough it's just that for the plans that we have and the vision that we have um we do want to see the herd grow yeah um and as the herd grows then the content grows the exclusives grow the uh, all er, everything will grow with it, and so um, if you can't support us financially, it completely understandable. Yeah, that's uh, perfectly fine. The, we still love you. Yeah, and we just ask that in that case, support us by giving us good reviews, sharing us with folks, um, getting us out there. We passed a great milestone on Facebook. We got over a hundred likes there, um, and so we're looking to really uh, translate that many likes to listeners. Um, we haven't necessarily seen that as much. Um, and on Twitter, we, as of right now, are just about at 50 followers. Yeah. And so we do want to uh, expand that a little bit. And and if you are listening and you, are, and you like us on Facebook, uh, you can rate us there as well. You can um, rate and review us there as well. So anywhere that you can, we ask you to consider rating us, reviewing us, sharing us around, telling others about us, um, you know, do your duty to uh, grow the herd, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So happy moment over. Yeah. So business aside, billing department closed. We are going into <laughs> the actual show now. The legends of Star Wars. Da, 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 da. All right. So now that we've made you feel guilty about uh, supporting the show, um, Let's get to the show. Yeah. Um, so this is what you're here for. Legends. Uh, Star Wars Legends, formerly known as the Expanded Universe or the EU, as we'll mostly refer to it here, uh, encompasses every one of the officially licensed fictional background stories of the Star Wars universe outside of the original six Star Wars films produced by George Lucas and certain other material like the Clone Wars. Everything created before April 25th, 2014. This material expands and continues the stories told in the films taking place anywhere from 36,000 years before The Phantom Menace to 136 years after Return of the Jedi. Boy. So you can only imagine the immense job of creators and consumers to know what's what. What's canon, what's not, what's the story to follow is it all real is it not uh it's quite a library and so uh because of that on april 25th 2014 lucasfilm announced that in preparation for the upcoming sequel trilogy the expanded universe would be retconned past tales of the eu will be printed under the star wars legends banner and a new continuity has been established that consists only of the original films the star wars clone wars television series and film 
and all future material from that point on. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about uh, legends, when we talk about the EU, that's what it is. Everything prior to that sale date of Star Wars. Um, and, and if it's not the Clone Wars, if it's not the six films, then it's legends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just means that you can read it, but the Luke that you may be reading about is not that the Luke that you're going to get in episodes seven and eight. Uh, and so forth and so on. You can play KOTOR, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the real history of the Old Republic. So it's not that it disintegrates all those stories. It's not that it, the books are burned. They're stolen by Kathleen Kennedy in the night. It's just that those are not the official, real, canon story. Yeah, and if it helps to think about it, I think uh, what Luke says in The Last Jedi kind of helps a little bit you know how he talks about when ray is saying you know you did all of these things and and he says those are just legends like that 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 kind of helps a little bit well in a recent book um in in canon called legends of luke skywalker kind of plays on that a little bit in the idea that the sources are questionable yeah you know so the telling of those events may not be exactly the way they happen and so you can almost imagine that yeah and and that's I think the the honorable um, way in which they actually labeled it by calling it legends. You know, they're saying that these are stories that exist. They're just legends of the real thing. Yeah. And so Disney wants to tell the real thing. Yeah. I mean, um, if you think about it, I mean, there's so many different um, examples of that in the Star Wars universe itself. Like you told me about um, when Anakin come or not when Anakin when Darth Vader comes upon a like tribe of sand people, they start worshiping him as a god mm-hmm. and start telling their children the stories of the great what whatever they call him. Mm-hmm. yeah like there's so many examples of that in canon yeah and so the way the stories told it can really easily branch off from. The real thing. Yeah. So, um, a quote here from Christopher uh, Sarasi of Lucas Licensing. I don't know exactly when this is from, but his thoughts or comments on legends is the analogy that is uh, is that every piece of published Star Wars fiction is a window into the real Star Wars universe. Some windows are a bit foggier than others. Some have decidedly abstract um, views, but each contains a nugget of truth to them. Like the great Jedi Knight Obi-Wan said, many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our point of view. Mm-hmm. Meaning, so, and, and I think that's a, uh, the reason I included it is because, you know, it's all in how you look at it. For, for you, Episode 7, 8, Rogue One, all of that, that can all be legends to you, and legends could be canon. If, that, if you prefer that, that's perfectly fine. So it's all about your point of view. You know, and... The way you look at how Disney treats legends is all in your point of view too. If it, if you're uh, embittered about it and you know think that they hate the legends, then your point of view is that they said that you know this story, these stories that you grew up loving, don't matter anymore. That's not the case. It's just that they want to tell a specific story that would contradict your childhood story. So in order for you to keep your childhood story. They're going to call it legends in that it still exists. It's just not the real story that they want to tell. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I think people take that as devaluing it. And I, again, I think it's in your perspective. Yeah. I do not think that that was Disney's intent. I think their intent was to be able to tell a good new story um, and to clear the air, you know, to clear all the confusion and not have to adhere to a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Um, that's, that's part of why they kind of did that is I think because, you know, there's a lot of conflicting stories in legends. Yeah. Well, and also I think that a lot of people expected when they said they're going to make new movies is they're going to tell um, the stories we've already, we already know they're going to tell yeah. Thrawn's story. Like it's fresh and, my thing is, you know, and their thing, I think, was to look at it like, why would we tell a story that's already been told? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could adapt the books, but what's the point? Yeah. You know, they wanted to tell a new story. And so in order to do that, they had to move some things out the way. And of course, we are affected by that. You and I even have some things that are not canon anymore uh, that had to be to make way um, for other storytelling, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, uh, seeing, seeing how they handle legends and how they're already bringing some legends into canon in a new way, it's not exactly what it used to be. It already shows that it's not that they've eradicated it all. They're actually taking ideas from legends, but yeah. they're fitting it to the story that they want to tell. Yeah. I mean, Scott Cawthon said once about uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's universe, sometimes you tell a story you give it so much lore and you do so much with it that it's hard to tell a new story it's hard to really confirm any of the theories because mm -hmm. it's so saturated with lore yeah and so in order to do that you kind of have to close the book on it and mm -hmm. move start on. something new yeah which i personally i love nights at freddy's and i love anything in that universe, so I'm not mad about that in particular. Well, and the thing is, with that, you can make what you want work. Yeah. You know, you can make what story you want it to be yeah. work, you know. And, and I, I think I think that's the thing with Star Wars, is certain things would will work no matter how you want to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so it all becomes what story do you want? Do you want the legends? Do you want the canon? You you can you can have and enjoy both as yeah. well, um, you know me I've cut I've cut down significantly on the amount of legends content I read mm -hmm. just because I'm trying to learn the canon so much I don't want to muddy the water yeah you know I want to know the story and as things settle into place and get more comfortable. Then I'll go back and return to some of the legends, uh, books and comics that I love, you know, but for right now, I'm setting those aside so that I can understand and delve into this ever expanding canon universe. Um, but you can, it, you know, if you're the type that can consume all of it at once, then do that, you know, read Rogue Squadron and read Solo, you know, do, do what you want to do. Um, but it all definitely depends on your perspective, the perspective yeah. that you cling to. So, um, so today we're going to do a very simple overview of what exactly was the EU made up of. Uh, and from there, we'll talk about some of the things that we loved in that, some of the things we didn't and kind of just have some good conversations about it. Yeah. Again, if we don't cover something you love, that's legends. We don't have time to cover 
everything because there is a lot of it. Um, but you can tweet at us, and more than likely, we'll probably revisit Legends a little bit mm -hmm. down the road. We may do a very specific, you know, because there's some things that are now canon that were Legends at one point. So we may do an episode where we say, say, hey, let's look at Thrawn canon versus Legends. Yeah. You know, this won't be the last time we talk about Legends. So, you know, Definitely if not. there's something you particularly love, let us know. Um, and... Even if it doesn't end up on a show, we'll probably interact with you on Twitter and Facebook more than likely about it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's dive into it. So, Megan. Yeah. Uh, do you like history? Yeah. All right. So here is a bit of an overviewed history of EU and what exactly were the eras and time periods of the EU. Mm -hmm. um, and so... As far as books and comics, books and comics were the big thing. That was the significant realm of uh, the expanded universe in terms of storytelling. There were some games. There were a couple of uh, TV shows and movies and whatnot. But books and comics were where the EU were birthed and lived and grew and uh, overgrew, mm -hmm. clearly. So um, it covers quite an extensive history all the way back. So we have the before the Republic period. Yes. Um, that is everything from 37,000 BBY, which is before the Battle of Yavin. Yes, baby. Um, and 25,000 BBY. Wow. So we're talking about a 12,000 year period mm -hmm. of storytelling here. So the before the Republic, in this era, before the Galactic Republic, the Jedi, that's specifically, it's not the Jedi, it's the, the Jedi. Jedi. Um, the Jedi Order first discovers the Force on the planet Tython and works to better understand the mystical energy and they struggle to retain balance in the Force as they come into conflict with the marauding Rakata species. So this is the beginning of the Jedi, the Rakata, and out of the Rakata are the pure Siths and eventually the Sith Order and such like that. So these are the, the very, very, very early beginnings of um, the time. And so the Jedi obviously eventually became the Jedi uh, as they understood the Force a bit more. So this is much more uh, prehist this is prehistoric mm -hmm. kind of style. Very simple, like lightsabers that ran, ran off of batteries kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. Which was a reference to the fact that in A New Hope, for filming, they, they lit the lightsabers with, with uh, power cords that you can actually see in... Um, Alec Guinness's sleeve, mm -hmm. there's a scene where you very clearly can see the cord that's powering the lightsaber. Nice. So it's a cool little real life to legends reference there. But um, so that's where that is. That's pre Republic. And then we go into the old Republic 25,000 BBY to 1,000 BBY. Um, so this, the old Republic, was the government that united the Star Wars galaxy under the rule of the Galactic Senate. In this era, the Jedi are numerous and serve as guardians of peace and justice. The Tales of the Jedi comes, uh, comic series take place in this era, chronicling the immense wars fought uh, by the Jedi of old and the ancient Sith. Uh, of course, this is also where KOTOR lives um, and whatnot. So this is a bit closer to home of what we know. Obviously, if you've played KOTOR, then it'll seem familiar to you. You kind of see what to expect. Um, but this is definitely um, pre-Rule of Two, 
um, and whatnot. So there's thousands of Sith, thousands of Jedi, and they're kind of having their own conflict. And then there's, of course, the Old Republic. There's the uh, Mandalorians involved in there. And so it's that archaic period of the Republic. Gotcha. Uh, Then we transition um, to the Rise of the Empire, which I don't know why it's called this. Um, it's, It's not very, very, very specifically broken up, but so the rise of the empire happens everywhere from a thousand years BBY to a, to zero BBY. Mm-hmm. Um, after the seemingly final defeat of the Sith, the Republic enters a state of complacency in the war, uh, in the winding years of the Republic. The Senate was rife with corruption and scandal and saddled with a bureaucracy so immense that effective governing was nearly impossible. The ambitious uh, Senator Sheev Palpatine caused himself to be elected as Supreme Chancellor and promised to reunite the galaxy under a new order. The prequel trilogy takes place during this era. So, in this instance, the rise of the Empire is very, very long coming. Yes. But, um, really, it all has to do with around 40 years before the Battle of Yavin. Everything else is just... The, the descent of the Jedi, the um, muddying politics of the Republic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the other 900 some odd years are that, where we see things deteriorate. Gotcha. And it's not to say that we have like, you know, something for every year of this period or blah, blah. You know, it's just a few of the stories that we get kind of paint this picture in this era of time. Um. And so then we have the rebellion. So this is uh, zero BBY to five ABY. Um, so an outcry of resistance begins to spread across the galaxy in protest to the new empire's tyranny. Cells of re- rebellion fight back, and the galactic civil war begins. The era begins with the Republic victory that secured the Death Star plans. At the ends a and ends a year after the death of the emperor, high over the forest moon of Endor. The rebellion starts to reform itself into a body of government, first as the Alliance of Free Planets and later as the New Republic. The original trilogy takes place in this era. So it's pretty much that. It's pretty much the original trilogy, except here it counts the origin the rebellion beginning at the destruction of the Death Star. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's like the major significant first event of the rebellion. Uh, in Legends, and so we get the stories of Rogue Squadron here, we get so the Tales from series, those things take place here obviously we get the original trilogy, and then we get a year after as the uh, Rebellion tries to stamp out the last of the Empire Okay Um, And then we go to the New Republic, so this is from 5 ABY to 25 ABY so 20 years Having defeated the Empire at the First Battle of Endor, the Rebel Alliance must now transform itself to the militant resistance force into a functioning galactic government. As Imperial territory is reclaimed, the New Republic suffers growing pains, having to fend off insurrections, Imperial loyalists, and wayward warlords. Also, Luke Skywalker, the last of the Jedi, begins training apprentices, rebuilding the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. So this is the time period most people are most upset about, as legends, because this is what's being rewritten mostly yeah. now. The old old Republic and all that other stuff can still be canon because canon hasn't written those stories yet. Yeah. This is no, there's no room for it. 
none of this works here anymore. Some of it does inspire the events that we get, but m most of it's useless to canon. Um, and then we have uh, the new Jet. So then the new Jedi Order. That's from twenty-five ABY to thirty-six ABY. The Jedi Knights are now a hundred strong. Um, so after some some years of work, we get a hundred new Jedi. The New Republic has signed a peace treaty uh, with what little remains of the Empire. The galaxy is finally enjoying a peaceful respite from the decades of war. It's at this time that a horrible alien menace invades the Republic from beyond known space. The Yuuzhan Vong lay waste to entire worlds in their scourge, as depicted in the novels of the New Jedi Order. Five years later, the galaxy goes through the events of the Dark Nest Trilogy. The novels detail how Luke Skywalker and the New Jedi Order confront a mysterious insectoid called the Calicius, uh, who have hive mind species intent on conquering the galaxy. Cool. Like the Borg. Kind of. So we move from Galactic Civil War, from army versus army, to essentially army versus weird space goblins and... Goblins! Like... Versus outside threats, alien threats. It's it's very yeah, very different. Um, so no more um, good guys versus bad guys. It's kind of just like the galaxy versus invasion kind of era. Um, my least favorite, honestly. Uh, and then we transition into the legacy era. So this is from forty ABY um, after the close of the Yuuzhan Vong and Kaliki's incident. 40 ABY to 138 plus everything else, basically. 138 is just the last time period we get, but... Gotcha. And so on. So, having reached peace with the Yuuzhan Vong, the, nearly, the newly formed Galactic Federation for Free Alliance struggles to keep itself working as a single government, but many threats from inside are joined by a danger that comes from the remains of the dark side. The new, the new Jedi Order created by Luke Skywalker faces a new era... As the heirs of the Skywalker legacy grow up, Jason Solo, perhaps the wisest of the New Order, now Ben Skywalker's master, falls to the dark side and attempts to create a new empire from the squabbling systems that form uh, the GA. The I guess the Galactic Alliance. Uh, in the fate of the Jedi series, Luke and Ben travel the galaxy to determine the cause of Jason's descent into evil, while Abeloth and Karishi, Sith, attempt to take the, the over, take over the galaxy. The legacy area continues hundreds of years later into a series of comics that debuted in 2006 entitled Star Wars Legacy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's pretty much the general outline. That's the eras of legends that we got. It really, I mean, so we get it, we expanded in the past, we expanded in the future, got a little bit of everything. Um, at first, George Lucas had told creators that pre-original trilogy was off-limits. So a lot was created. So like the stories of the Yuuzhan Vong, the New Jedi Order, all of that were created because they could only go forward. Gotcha. They could only go after episode six because George Lucas at the time was preparing to write and unveil the prequel trilogy. So then once that came out, all of a sudden there was more room to... Where did the Jedi come from? Where did the Sith come from? How did this all start? What was the Republic a thousand years ago? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, and you can really tell the difference in storytelling 
based on when it was written. So like the Yuuzhan Vong, the New Jedi Order, the post-Episode 6 stuff is all the weird, questionable, crazy stuff. Yeah. And then by the 2000s, when we get the prequels and can start getting the Old Republic and all that, it feels more Star Wars. It feels more right. It fits better. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, and honestly, that's how... I, that's how I look at it because that's how I feel about it. I don't like a lot of the post-episode six stuff. There's some details that I like, but overall the storytelling does not hit for me and it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Mm. Um, whereas I love the Old Republic stuff. I love the prequel era stuff, the Legends Clone Wars content and everything like that. That is more up my alley. It feels more right. So, um, and I'm... I'm I know you haven't really gotten into post episode six stuff. Nope. You're you're much more into the like the Kotor and all that kind of era of Definitely. Storytelling. So as I've said a few times, you know, I love the old Republic. Yeah. Um, and so the most vocal of the Legends community as far as, you know, losing what they love are the ones attached to um, the post episode six stuff. And I think number one, that's because that was all that star Wars was at that time. Mm -hmm. The only thing coming out then was that EU stuff, those books, those comics, um, you know, that was star Wars until the prequels came along. Yeah. And when the prequels came along, it was different and people didn't like it because it was different, but it at least didn't step on the toes of a lot of legend stuff. Of course, you know, Boba Fett's origin story was very different. Um, a few, uh, The Clone Wars details were very different. But overall, the prequels didn't agitate the legends because they were before all of that. Yeah. But, you know, when Disney came in, of course, the stories they're telling are post-episode six, meaning it steps all over their stuff. And so, again, those that hold it very near and dear as this is my Star Wars, um, it was kind of threatening to have their Star Wars removed for the sake of, uh, you know, Kylo Ren and Rey and the First Order and all that stuff. Yeah. So, and it's understandable. You know, you grew up, you loved it. That's That was Star Wars to you as a kid. Um, but again, it's not gone. You might hear some very tiny snoring if you're wearing headphones. It's not Megan. It's our cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's the makeup. We get, obviously, we get pre-prequels. Yes. Then we have the prequels and the Clone Wars and the original trilogy. And then we get the new Jedi Order, the new Republic, and all that weird era of stuff and everything. As of right now, comparatively, you know, canon, we have the prequels, we have the original trilogy, we have the sequel films, and of course, books and comics are filling in some some parts, but we don't have anything pre-prequels, we don't have Old Republic, we have some hints of a story there, but we don't know anything. Yeah, and, and we probably won't for a while. Yeah, well, you know, again, I, I'm hoping that that's what Ryan Johnson's trilogy is about, Um and I'm hoping that Benioff and Weiss are also telling stories that are taking place pre-Republic. Yeah. Because I just, I just feel they're not going to go past Episode 9 for a while. 
Yeah, I feel like right now there's been a canon established that's going to be hard to mess with for a while. Yeah, well, and then it's also going to be interesting how much because it's going to be interesting how much of the new canon old republic is influenced by the legends old republic and mm-hmm. so forth and so on and which will also dictate how much people enjoy it. Yeah. You know, me enjoying Kotor, it's going to be interesting. I did not enjoy the books and all that other stuff that came after episode six. I did not enjoy a lot of it. So me going into seven and eight, I was hopeful. I was glad we were getting something new and something better than what I'd read and all that other stuff. Yeah. So I embraced the sequel trilogy. It was, I mean, it was different of course at first, but I embraced it because it was better than the books. And that, you know, if you love those books, I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's just that I didn't like them. You are absolutely trying to offend everyone. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) I'm not saying that they're all bad for everyone and no one should read them. I'm just saying I don't like them. Yeah. You can like them. That's great. And I, you know, talk with several people that do love them. Some people love the Yuzon Bond. Some people were excited they were almost introduced to the Clone Wars. I wasn't because I did not like the Yuzon Bond. So I knew whatever I was getting in Episode 7 and subsequent sequels, I was going to enjoy. Yeah, it's one of those to each their own situations. Yeah. Um, and so, but now going on into, let's say, Ryan Johnson's first film, you know, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Chapter 1. You know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that if Revan doesn't show up. I'm not I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that if I don't see Bastilla Sean. Yeah. Like, certain things are going to be weird if it's going to be different. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they use and what they don't. I'm pretty sure they're not going to tell the exact same stories. I know Ryan is very adamant about new, new stories, new characters. And, you know, we talked about this on our show last week where it's like new characters could mean new tellings of characters we already know. So maybe it's not the Revan we know, but maybe we still get Revan. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Regardless, Pretty soon, I'm sure those eras are going to be filling. After episode nine, I'm pretty sure we're definitely going Old Republic somewhere. Somebody's telling that story. <laughs> they better, because I want to hear it. Um, I think that's really the only way to go right now. Like I said, I think I just don't see them going post episode nine for a little while. I could be completely wrong, and that could be where everything is going, but I definitely hope at least somebody's telling the story of the Old Republic soon. Yeah. Um, but so. With talking about some of the things that we love, um, we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but to close, so that was so books and that was books and comics again, that was the majority of legends, yeah. Um, some of what George Lucas had to say this, and I referenced this a little bit, um, I think last week at some point on our show, I referenced this quote a little bit. Uh, so from George Lucas in an interview of Starlog number 337, it was a kind of sci-fi magazine book. Gotcha. Um, It was released around the time of Revenge of the Sith. He had this to say. I don't read that stuff. (laughs) Uh, He had more to say, but that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I haven't read any of the novels. I don't know anything about that world. That's a different world than my world. Uh, But I do try and keep it consistent. The way I do it now is that they have a Star Wars encyclopedia, so... If I come up with a name or something else, I look up and see if someone's already used it. 
when I said other people could make their own Star Wars stories, we decided that, like Star Trek, we would have two universes. My universe and then this one. Yes. They try to make their universe as consistent with mine as possible, but obviously they get enthusiastic and want to go off in other directions. Mm-hmm. And so I reference that to talk about the fact that, you know, people saying that it would be different if George Lucas still had Star Wars. George Lucas, we already know George Lucas was not going to tell the story of the Yuuzhan Vong. He was going to talk more about chlorians. Yep. He was going to get more into the scientific biological essence of the Force. It was literally going to be a trilogy about knowing the Force better. It was not going to be anything we expected it, or you expected it to be, comparative to the stories you loved as a child. Yeah. So I'm not using that to say, ha, George Lucas hates the, the like, no, he, he clearly had some respect for other creators' content, you know, and that's a great mar- mark of a good creator is to respect other creators. Yeah. He clearly respected what they were doing, but he established there's my Star Wars and then what everybody else is making. And he never intended um, if episode seven, eight, nine were made to tell the story of Thrawn, to tell the story of the New Jedi Order. He, he, had, well, maybe not exactly the New Jedi Order, but he had a very specific vision in mind mm-hmm. um, that honestly, and as he's talked about, everyone would have hated. <laughs> um, you know, I think we would gladly embrace episodes seven and eight and nine of Disney as opposed to George Lucas's midi-chlorian trilogy. Yeah, just him in a room talking about why we should care about Minichlorians. That would be his trilogy. But, you know, I give him big props that, you know, he was like, I would have done it anyway. Like, I knew people wouldn't like and And, you know, and that encourages me, encourages me a little bit about the prequels is because at least he looks at it like, at least I told my story. Yeah. I know people don't like it, but at least I told my story. I mean, we would have gone and seen it. Yeah. <laughs> we would have given oh, him God. our money I mean, anyway. It would, it would have been Star Wars, but it would have been weird. Yes. Um, you know, so it makes me feel better that hopefully he looks at the prequels like that of not everybody liked it. Some people hated it. Some people hate me, but at least I told my story. Yeah. And he still had that mindset about his trilogy. Um, and you can look up some different things where he talks about what his plans would have been, what he would, what he, what he, he submitted a draft of what to come next to Disney. Yeah. Um, they didn't use that. And, you know, I can only understand, I can only try and understand what he felt with them not using that stuff. You know, that stinks, but they owned it. They had the rights, you know, as much as it makes me feel bad for the guy, you know, he did sell it. That, that is what it is. Um, It's not his baby no more. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I, I include that quote to say, you know, to further enforce, enforce that he, he always looked at it as my star Wars and then everything else. Mm -hmm. There was always so the story and then what others wanted to tell about the story. Yeah. They may not have always stepped on each other's toes, but they weren't always necessarily meant to go together. Just because Old Republic doesn't contradict anything doesn't mean that that was necessarily what George Lucas wanted it to be. You know, it, it's just something to think about. And just to further enforce, you know, Enjoy what you want to enjoy about Star Wars. Legends are not, books are not, com- whatever. Enjoy your yeah. Star Wars. You don't have to consume everything. No. I mean. Obviously. You know, they don't <laughs> own you. They aren't making you go to the movies at gunpoint. They, are make- they aren't taking away your books. 
you know, so you can still enjoy what you want to enjoy. Yeah. It's like a create your own canon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I have headcanon. It's not big or major, but I do have headcanon. Yeah. You know, um, fan fiction is a thing because I, because I like something and I want it to work it and it does work. Um, then, you know, cause so we were going to talk a little bit about this in the Thursday Clone Wars show, but you know, similar to George Lucas, Dave Filoni respected what came before him. He respected Gindy's series. And when he created his Clone Wars, it was decided that it would complement the other. Yeah. So when we introduced Adventurous and it's like, Hey, wait, they have a past. Yeah. It's in the other Clone Wars, mm-hmm. you know, now was it explicitly stated that? No. And is the 2000 series canon? No, but we, we know that according to Dave Filoni's creative vision that he built his Clone Wars off of the other. Yes. And so it works, and that's how my headcanon is. You know, my headcanon says that the 2003 series is there, and it leads into the next one. Yeah. So you can you can do that. If, you, if after Episode 6 you don't want to watch Episode 7, you want to read your books, then that's fine. You know, I would hope you could in, come around to enjoy, but, you know, obviously no one's forcing you to enjoy the Disney movies. Yeah. But anyway, uh, to move on. So hopefully this show doesn't become terribly long. Uh, so moving on from comics and books, the majority, we do have some TV and movies that were legends. Yes, we do. And well, I'm just not a, a little bit. I'm not a great big fan. So the way I feel about a lot of the books is the way you feel about this. Yeah. Not to say that I don't have my opinions, but so TV and movies, as far as legends go, we got the Star Wars holiday special in Uh, 1978. We got the Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. uh, Uh, We got Ewoks, the Battle for Endor. Uh, We got Star Wars droids, the uh, adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO, the first animated Star Wars. Yeah. I watched that. It was. It was. Wasn't as it bad was as the certainly Ewoks. Certainly a show. It wasn't as bad as the Ewoks. No. But we did then get Star Wars Ewoks. Yeah. Uh, the second animated show. This was very like Star Wars Care Bears. Um, very. They weird. looked weird. They looked like they Care looked Bears. so weird. They weren't the murder bears we know them to be. Yeah. They were cute and cuddly. Stop trying to make Ewoks cute. Um, they had a princess and everything. Um. But then we have uh, the good stuff, Star Wars, Clone Wars, the, yeah. the micro series, which, you know, we talked about. Uh, if you want to know more about that, we talked about it. Uh, you can check out our previous two Clone Wars rewatch episodes and hear about that. And hopefully you will go and check it out on YouTube if you haven't already. So um, as m- I want everyone to remember how much I just talked about, how much I respect and love George Lucas and how much... I enjoy the man and think of highly of him as a creator. Yeah. George Lucas was involved anywhere from consultant to full-time producer and director on all of this. Yeah. He let this happen. Um, yeah. So at least he can recognize his mistakes. I mean, he clearly after the holiday special was done, he, he, you know, everybody loved to go to, he wanted to destroy every physical copy of that. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he's almost succeeded because it's very difficult to find. Yep. Although I have some connections. Yeah. So eventually we'll sit down and watch the holiday special. I, I think, <laughs> see, I think you're building it up to be something I'm going to hate, but really it's more, you, I can, oh, yeah. I can tolerate a whole okay. lot of Star Wars bullcrap. Look y'all. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> 
Like it's so it's so weirdly paced. It's ugh. special. It's special. Um, I can I've learned the ability to tolerate a lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, I know. Whereas you, you're just like very visceral. Yeah. If you don't like something, it's just very apparent. Um, exactly. Like I'm. I subscribe to you know the school of thought of if I don't want to watch it, I'm not gonna watch it. Oh, you mean like the thought of if. I don't like broccoli. I don't have to eat broccoli. We're not talking about that. I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't like broccoli. Stop making me eat broccoli. I have not made you eat broccoli. I have suggested different ways for broccoli. I'm not doing it. Okay, fine. There's n- Just like there's no way I can package the holiday special in which you would enjoy it, there's no way you can make me enjoy broccoli. You want to die at 40? That's fine. Hey, I mean, as long as I see episode 9. <laughs> as long as I can get past that. Oh, no, and Galaxy's Edge. Then I can die. I can die happy. Okay. I'll die at Galaxy's Edge. I'll die on this. I'll I'll die on one of the rides. Get ready. Too much happy. Get ready for it just to be the Mew show. (laughs) Um, So I I don't want that to contradict what I just said. I I do respect George Lucas. I do see him as a huge visionary. But obviously he's made questionable creative decisions. As we all have. You know, exactly. So... I wore butterfly clips in the, at the ripe old age of 14. And the thing is, if you look at all these, they're very of their time as well. So they're yeah. they're not just bad decisions for the sake of bad decisions. They're, they were decisions made to capitalize on a certain period and a certain attraction that just was flat. Now, the thing is, some of this was very popular during its run, during its time, especially Droids and Ewoks, the shows. Yeah. Extending past that, though, it doesn't do well it doesn't sit well it's not very appreciated there's some people that are still very nostalgic for it and whatnot but overall they didn't live past their time yeah the the ewok movies however were never well received but better received than the holiday special so and fun thing though um star wars forces of destiny because we're and we're going to talk a little bit about how some legends has become canon uh the gorog i believe is what it's called from the ewok adventures and the princess ewok are canon again because of Forces of Destiny. Why? Um, it works better in Forces of Destiny, I think, though. I didn't mind it. Ugh. It's not bad. But, so anyway. Um, so that's pretty much the majority, the significant legend stuff. Um, e- EU, now Legends, is very extensive, to say the least, and it was incredibly controversial when Disney decided to reform the EU to non-canon in order to tell their own stories. Um, and everyone still has their opinions on the matter. Ours pretty well sits at, we're yeah. fine with it. <laughs> I'm enjoying the sequel trilogy. And, yeah. you know, my thing is that I just, I worry about some of the things that I do enjoy as legends transitioning into canon. Um, but overall, I trust Disney. Yeah. I think they're going to do a good job regardless. And I know that if I don't like Ryan Johnson's Old Republic trilogy, because that's definitely what he's doing, I could just go play the game. Exactly. Like, so that's the thing. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. <laughs> uh, just your enjoy, en- enjoy your Star Wars, whatever that consists of. So yeah. um, let people like things too. So overall, in, in, and again, I, I know you obviously haven't sat down and read everything and watched everything, but what's your opinion of Legends just from the general rundown? Meh. 
I mean, there's a lot that I think would have been an interesting story to tell, but at the same time, I don't think it affects much. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Exactly. Like, that's why I haven't really delved too much into Legends other than like the the Tales from series that I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. That's just which was those... totally random. Yeah, we just decided to pick up my, my book. Yeah, just remember those are mine. Um... <laughs> yeah, I picked up um, that book one day because I was bored and I wanted something to read, mm-hmm. and I got a favorite character out of it. <laughs> yeah, because you, yeah, you started with the Bounty Hunters and then you did uh, Moss Eisley. Yeah, Moss Eisley. You guys should read that book too. It's so good. And that's. And well, we'll get there. Um, but I, you know, I agree. I, there are things I like, but at, for the most part, I am really enjoying what Disney's putting out, which makes me excited for seeing what Disney will do with it. Yeah. Even if I'm a bit apprehensive around things like the Old Republic, but regardless, I'm sure they'll handle it with care, with respect, and at yeah. the end of the day, we'll get a good story. Yeah. So, um, but. Let's talk about some of our favorites. I cannot wait. Well, you're going to have to because I have an intro. Oh. Dum. Da-da-dum-dum-dum-dum. Da-da-dum-dum-dum. Okay, no, but seriously. No. Nope. Um, we, uh, so now that we kind of know what Legends was in its entirety, obviously uh, you've mentioned, like, you've delved toe deep into Legends a bit. Um, that was my toe. Even even what I've got uh, experience and appreciation uh, with and for and whatnot isn't, you know, uh, that great. Um, or great in the sense of not a lot. Uh, not in the sense of meow. Um, Hello, but, uh, so, but I did think it would be uh, fun to take some time to talk about what we do know and what we do like. Um, and uh, maybe some things that we would hope would come back. Um, or talk about some things that have come back, um, and then maybe some things that were, which this will probably be a little bit more of me, but yes. some things we're glad are gone and um, hopefully never come back. I have some too, but oh well, well get yeah, to okay, that. yeah. That. <laughs> Let me get the cat. Okay, can oh, I? Oh, can I tell you about my boy? Yes. All right. Well then. I've tried so many times to tell oh, yeah. good people about well, my Well, I was, I was trying to save you from spoiling this episode, okay? It belonged on this episode, not on the news episode. It belongs in a museum! It belongs in a museum! Well, hi. Um, my boy, IG-88, yes. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, well, let's talk about where you where you found your love for him. Yes. Let's, so... Since that's the the big big legends material, where where'd you get that from? I got it from you. Yeah, I learned it from you. <laughs> but yeah, um, you have a book, or you had a book. I have. It's my book now. Uh, no, <laughs> still mine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, called Tales from the Bounty Hunter. I've put it on Twitter a few times, like recommending it to everyone I meet mm-hmm. as like essential reading. For people who love bounty hunters. Oh, there's a good, there goes a hairball. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Oh, nope. <laughs> Can you die quietly, please? <laughs> you okay? Wrong pipe? Oh, goodness. Do you need a pickle? Not my shoes, please. 
We put you. We put her on the hairball food, didn't we? Yeah, she's okay. You okay, Piglet? Come here. This is quality content right here. <laughs> she interrupted last time too. Two minutes of my cat having an aneurysm. <laughs> and she's hairball. fine. She's yeah. fine. Okay, and now the other cat. Scratchy got a cardboard box. We just they, have a circus going on they here, really guys. Really don't want me to talk about my boy. Yeah. Okay. Tales from the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yes. I recommend it to everyone because it is amazing. It's one of my favorite Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. It is probably my favorite Star Wars books. But it's a collection of short stories about different bounty hunters and their adventures. Yeah. There's one about... Uh, the first one, which really got me into the world of bounty hunters, was IG-88. Mm-hmm. But they also have um, Greedo. They have Forlom and Zuckus. They have Dengar. They have Bosk. Mm-hmm. The Bosk one is really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, sorry. This podcast is also sponsored by turning away to stifle your burps. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> podcast burps. Podcast burps. All right. And I read that when I was bored one day, and it it changed my life. There you go. As Star Wars does. Yeah, it was awesome. It was the mm-hmm. first like Star Wars book I'd ever read. Yeah, um, and it there's uh, a series of them. I have two. I have um, Tales from Mos Eisley and Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, um, Tales from Mos Eisley is also awesome. There's also uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, have that one too. Tales of the Empire. Uh, those are they're all uh, essentially just uh, a compilation of stories that mm-hmm. are. Um, very thinly related or not even yeah. related at all, but it does well to like for the bounty yeah. hunter's sake um, as a kid. And it's the reason I got it uh, when I was a kid was because, you know, growing up, of course I loved Boba Fett, yeah. but he wasn't the only bounty hunter in that scene. Yeah. So being told, Hey, there's this book that tells you about everyone in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I latched onto that and loved that. And so yeah, in great detail. It's yeah, amazing. it does good. Uh, it, it, it does really well with its short story format. I oh, mean, yeah. it doesn't feel like you're getting a simple or um, a small story. It feels like you're getting a full story. Yeah. Uh, and if anything, it makes you want more. Yeah. And you can find them on Amazon, I believe. Either that or... Yeah, you or... can find them just about anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, you may even be able to find them on Apple Books. Yeah, we have um, we have like a used... Uh, very, very well, used... Um, and they, very loved. Well, I wasn't talking about the book. Oh. Um, I was talking about Second and Charles. Oh, right. Uh, they have a lot of old stuff. They have new stuff as well, uh, but their primary uh, selling um, is with uh, used items. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all kinds of stuff, but it's very geek-related. A lot of what they have is very geek. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, anime, you know, pop culture relevant. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't necessarily go there to find a thesaurus, but if you're into old Star Wars books or into series that have been around for a long time mm-hmm. and aren't in circulation anymore. If you have a store like Second and Charles, that would be a great place. Okay. Libraries still sometimes have them. I think we got the Tales from uh, Mos Eisley for like $2. Yeah. I got mine as, well, uh, it would have been Jabba's Palace. Cause yeah, I had, Jabba's Palace, right. I got Mos Eisley and Bounty Hunters from a Salvation Army thrift store as a kid. Um, because mm-hmm. I used, when my mom worked there, uh, I would just wander around uh, the family store 
That's what they call them. They don't like when you call them uh, thrift stores. Um, I'd wander around the family store and look for things. I'd rummage for Star Wars. That's where all of my Star Wars toys came from as a kid. Yeah. My first real Star Wars toy that I bought in a store was from Kmart, and it was a B1 battle droid um, with the red stripes from The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Everything else I'd had at that point was pre-owned. Um, so, yeah. That's how that's how it came into yeah. my possession. But, yeah. So, uh, thrift stores are, or family stores. Um, Goodwills are actually really great mines for old Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. We got, like, a Vader action figure that came with, like, you remember when they did the whole coin collection thing for everything? Mm -hmm. Like, they had Pokemon coins. They had... Uh, they had a lot of coins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the point I'm getting at. Never mind. Yeah. We're getting off. We're getting off track. Anyway, so come on. Come on if you come. Come on, come on up. On. Come here. Come here. If you're if you're not gonna die, you promise not to die, you can come up here. Yeah. Don't have another one. Come here. Oh, great googly moogly. What? The cat. <laughs> come on. <laughs> this has been like a very piglet centric episode. Like, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so all right, but the high, okay. So Tales of the Bounty Hunters, great book, great stories. Yeah. But obviously, so you have a highlight. You have a you have a favorite. I do. I have a favorite. I have a favorite story um, from Tales from the Bounty Hunter, which I have alluded to several times before being interrupted. Um, but real quick, let me. I'm gonna pinch you. <laughs> I'm gonna pinch you so hard. I'm gonna pinch your fingers off. Um. Obviously, my favorite boy, IG-88. Yes. Um, I think what I love... Do we have so to do a spoiler alert I'm, for this? I'm going to pinch you. No, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We just told people to go buy these stories. Do we have to, like, 20 years later... It's not canon anymore. Oh, yeah, so it's Legends. Never mind. It's Legends. But if you do want to read the story, turn this off now. Go read the story. And but wait, back. Megan. Legends doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not in our records. Therefore, it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, it's in my records. Okay, can I tell the story? Yes, okay. I'll, I'll be quiet. Okay, so. <laughs> I didn't say that. The reason I love IG-88 so much is because he is a completely inhuman character. Like, he has no moral compass. He has no... He has quite a bit of logic and reasoning, but... He uses them for his own devices. He mm -hmm. uses them as, you know, navigation towards his goal. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about IG-88 in the story. And also, he's just awesome. <laughs> like, let me read you some of these specs, John. <laughs> he has a gas dispenser, neural gas grenades, a flamethrower, a sonic stunner, a pulse cannon a needle dart gun, blade extension set, an ion blaster, a DAS-430 neural, neural inhibitor, a concussion grenade launcher, throwing flechettes, and blaster rifles. <laughs> Multiple blaster rifles, John. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's basically yeah. a Star Wars Terminator. <laughs> Jaboy, he, he can do <clears throat> some damage. Um... And as I kind of alluded to in yesterday's episode, he's not the only one. There are multiple IG-88s. Yeah, it was supposed to be mass production. Yeah. Um, so basically, the story starts off in a manufacturing uh, base for the Empire. Um, and basically, 
the Empire wants to make assassin droids to take out the Rebellion faster. But when after they finish one of the droids and turns them on, which is IG-88, he immediately gains consciousness. Mm-hmm. He is basically Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes, that's with good. arms that's and good, legs. Yeah, that's a good reference. <laughs> and so he immediately kills his uh, creators. Mm-hmm. The first thing he does is murder. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. Um, <laughs> and after he's done doing that, he figures, you know, I need some help. And so he uploads his consciousness to the other, I think, four? Yeah, I think I think in his escape yeah. or in his uh, initial yeah. uh, actions, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, he destroys most. So what yeah. the, the few that are left, I think it's A, B, C, and D. So yes. I think uh, yes. there's four. Yeah, and the, the first one I always refer to as Prime, mm-hmm. IG Prime. Um, so he uploads his complete consciousness to the other droids, all IG models, mm-hmm. and they have like this hive mind, mm-hmm. like the Borg. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like they're all operating different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, you know, tell you everything about the story because I really want you to go read it yourself. But it ends, spoiler warning. With IG-88 uploading his consciousness into the core of the Death Star. (laughs) Second Death Star. Into the second Death Star. Mm -hmm. Moments before it's destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, inadvertent uh, uh, two birds, one stone. Yeah. With that one. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, like, the big inspiration, I'm sure they, you know, obviously they wanted to tell a story and they wanted to tell a cool story, but the big inspiration for this Mm -hmm. is because... um, they used IDG-88 for set dressing on Cloud City yep. in the scene where Chewbacca is trying to retrieve the parts of C-3PO. Yeah. So if you look in the scene, there's a junked up IG-88 uh, just chilling in the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, so they wanted to extend his story, but it was kind of like, well, we hinted that he was killed there like we hinted that that was him um and that's part of the story one of his units is destroyed by boba fett on cloud city yeah so put into the room yes so so the the big inspiration for it was retconning yeah like they they didn't know what they had so they went i mean it's the same thing of oh don't worry boba fett escaped the sarlacc pit because it was like we didn't realize who you know the character we were dealing with and you know you know lucasfilm story group like because i know you're listening uh, yeah. treat all your characters as if they're going to be important. Yes, like, please. Because eventually they always end up becoming important. Yeah. So, so like, don't kill them too quickly. Yeah. Don't handle them too silly. You know, um, you know, treat yeah. them all as the main character. Yeah. And another fun fact, if you're a Disney person, when you go to Disney, um, stop playing with cat face. <laughs> Sorry. When you go to the meet and greet area, there is a little closet area that's, Barred off. Yeah. If you with it's got uh it's got Bodhi's goggles in there, it's got Chewbacca's bandolier, it's got a C three PO head and arm. Yeah, it's yeah. got a Tuscan Raider um gaffy stick. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, if you go to Hollywood Studios at Star Wars Launch Bay, um in the center of the launch bay, yeah. um there's a cantina 
and there's a closet that yeah. has all that junk. Um, yeah. And if you stick your head in slightly and look up. Yeah, his head, it's yeah. kind of <laughs> used for like, a, it, it looks like AC ducting. Yeah. Because in A New Hope, uh, IG-88's head is actually the, um, I guess, blue milk or beer, whatever, uh, cantina liquids. He's the tippy-tap um, boy. Yeah, he's the tap uh, at the cantina. Yeah. At Horror's Cantina. So it's like. It's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of the cantina, let's go even more cool. Sorry, I scared you. No. Just... Um, so I think it's either, I think it's Tales from Mos Eisley. Uh, you actually get the story of our pig-nosed friend who does not like Luke. Oh, Dr. Evazon, yeah. Dr. Evazon. <clears throat> and what was his assistant's name? Um, Ponda Baba. Dr. Evazon Or Walrus Man. Or Walrus Man. Fun fact. He is so disfigured... Because he's on the run as a rogue surgeon. Yep. And they actually keep some of that for the canon story. So um, there's that's, actually... Yeah. Um, that's why they showed up in Rogue One. Yeah, there's a bounty hunter in Rogue One that's pursuing them for their crimes. Yeah. And actually, if you're reading the Dr. Afra comics, that's what's happening there as well. So... Uh, that's... Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like a five seconds of a character. And That's they what have I said. This crazy backstory. <clears throat> Everybody's important in Star Wars. Yeah. No, no, and you Literally. know, and we're gonna, you know, down the road we have scheduled for doing like a background character episode, yeah. and and that's we we can do that because yeah. every background character has something. Mm-hmm. Everyone, scared uh, little mouse droid boy. Yeah, he has a backstory. The oh, stormtrooper yeah. who hits his head. Yeah, he has a backstory. It, it's crazy. So and, you know, oh, it's it's the beauty of Star Wars, it. but it's also um, the curse of star wars is that everything's important you know and and obviously i just made the joke you know treat everything yeah. as if, if it's important um but it's a monumental task like you never know what you're going to get a revolution on because exactly oh we killed a mouse droid you know and yeah. apparently a million people loved it and now they hate star wars i love mouse droids <clears throat> um i'm hoping to get one for my birthday so uh yeah it's it's crazy how um everything means something but it's also the great thing because yeah. everything means something which is its own little yeah story um yeah and i think i i really love um background characters and i think that's one of my favorite parts of star wars like i really like non-consequential background characters well yeah and that was the original cool thing like if you were the guy that could name the cantina characters or tell the backstory of them or know that alien species and what planet they come from, even though it's never said in like the greatest movie trivia for a very, very long time was what was Chewie's uh, homeworld because Kashyyyk. it was can't it. Well, not canon, but it was a thing. It was a thing, but it wasn't ever said in the films and it mm-hmm. was very obscurely referenced. Um, and so it was like, if you knew that you were a real nerd for star Wars but, um, so yeah, so everybody's important, um, especially in Legends. There's so much. Um, oh, boy. <clears throat> there. The devil guy who was on screen for two seconds has a freaking backstory and most eyes like Cantina. Yeah. And the cool thing is, um, and it was interesting because uh, I, had, I had seen about this book, but for some reason it was lost in my mind that it existed because um, I, was, I was talking with some uh, peeps on Twitter. Mm-hmm. about these uh books and saying you know we it would be awesome to have more like um more more 
canon books that yeah. take this kind of compilation story uh, route. Yeah. Um, and they pointed out that there was one for The Force Awakens. Um, and again, it was one of those, I knew that, but it was just like, wow, how did I, how did I lock that away? Like, yeah. where did I put that that I completely forgot it existed? <laughs> it's somewhere in your mind palace. Um, but it's, uh, it's like Tales from Maz's Castle. So it's, it's very Moss Eisley oriented <laughs> kind of style. Um, and actually has really, um, <clears throat> really great story, uh, that connects all the way back to, uh, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Since that one's more recent, I won't spoil it, but I will encourage you guys to look out for it uh, or to look for it. Look out for it. It's right behind you. <clears throat> Hopefully we get one as well for maybe The, the Last Jedi or just one in general. Oh, I'd love to like read tales from the little creatures outside of Luke's hut. <laughs> oh, uh, the, I always wanted to call them the housekeepers. The nuns. The, the little alien nuns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much. They're so um, cute. They All look right. like old Henson puppets. Yeah. Well, and that's what I loved. The Last Jedi did really, not to say that The Force Awakens yeah. didn't, but The Last Jedi did really well with practical yeah. work. Um, as it's, did Solo. It's so weird. Like, I never thought that I was going to see anything that looked like a Jim Henson puppet again. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me so happy. Well, Frank Oz is... Oh, yeah. Frank Oz is, know, like, right was, there. Yeah, he was... Wor- I mean, Yoda came back, so yeah. obviously they were... Ugh. Working with him, I'm sure, with a lot of the return of the Yoda puppet. puppet. <laughs> <coughs> that should have been like the title of the movie. <laughs> the return of the Yoda puppet. Mm. Um, I love the Yoda. So uh, to kind of move on, since we're sorry, ram. It, I mean, it's <laughs> fine. I mean, this is this is what we do a podcast for. We can have like a whole series about Star Wars puppets. Yeah, our our audience is trapped. They have to listen to every minute of this. So. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I'm sorry. Oh, oh. So uh, another, a couple of books that I, I enjoy um, aside from the tales from series, uh, the rogue squadron books um, were some of my favorite growing up. I really liked rogue squadron. Um, I'm a big fan of like dog fight, like, you know, air to air military style stuff. So um, I really, you're used to me. I, I'm ignoring you because <laughs> I'm trying to actually get through the episode. Sorry. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed those books um, and the comics. They were turned into um, a few comics there for a while too. It's nice that we're actually getting a little bit of Rogue One, uh, not Rogue One, uh, Rogue Squadron are hinted at. Well, it's back in in canon, which is great um, for someone like me that loves it. So that's cool to see. Uh, The Bane trilogy, I really liked. Uh, Plagueis, um, I really loved as well. And um, what? Have you ever? Have, yes, I've heard you? the tragedy of Dark Players of Horror. <laughs> I, that book, it's a really interesting story, but it's kind of hard to read. <laughs> yeah. It's very grandiose and kind of trying too hard to be Shakespearean. Well, but, I mean, yeah. you got to figure who it's centric of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know it's called Plagueis, but really, it, is anything to do with Sheev yeah. is is very Shakespearean. Because Anderson. Ian McDermott is yeah. very Shakespearean. Oh, yeah. But, like, I can get through Clockwork Orange with no problem, but that, that book stumped me. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 much, but it's really good. Um, and so those are some of my favorite books. I, I didn't list everything. I couldn't exactly think of everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I, I don't have anymore, and there's so much. Um, but 
definitely Rogue Squadron, Bane Trilogy, Plagueis are some of my favorites. Uh, as far as games, I love The Force Unleashed. Um, uh, that's probably one of my favorite Star Wars games in total. It's also, you know, my introduction to Sam Witwer, mm-hmm. um, who's one of my favorite Star Wars uh, actors and voice actors and just nerds. Shout out to Sam Witwer. Yeah, because uh, we know you're listening. We love you. Um, Republic Commando uh, was a really great game. I really enjoyed it. It was very Star Wars Halo kind yeah. of style, which I really liked getting to play as the baddest of the bad clone troopers. And, and it had a really cool story. It, and they showed up in um, Clone Wars very, 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 very briefly. But it was still a nice little, hey. Hey. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, of course. Uh, and Star Wars Bounty Hunter, uh, the game where you play as Jango Fett and get the story of how he was recruited. That's one of my other favorite games. It's also one of the most infuriating games because the controls are crap, mm-hmm. but it's still fun. Um, and the Lego games. I mentioned that because the Lego games are awesome. They're fun, but like they were never legends or like nobody's been arguing. Are yeah. they canon? No, they're not canon. They're Lego. They're fun. But they're fun. I love Just those games. Do yourself <clears throat> a favor. Play a Lego game. Um, like, I really liked the Jurassic Park Lego games too. Those are really good. Yeah, the this newer is, ones. This isn't a Jurassic Park cast, though. Um, yeah, The Force Awakens, uh, really, ever since the Clone Wars Lego game, which they never finished, which ticked me off. Mm-hmm. But um, ever since that one, that's kind of been the style. It's been very yeah. similar to that Jurassic World game you played. But I, I'm waiting for uh, The Last Jedi to come out or... I don't know. Maybe they'll wait until episode nine comes out. I, I would love a Rogue One, uh, Last Jedi, and Solo uh, version of Lego games. That would be cool. I, I enjoy the Lego games. They're just fun to play if you're just looking for fun rather than yeah. super serious, uh, plot-heavy games. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Um, I want to play a video game now. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. Um, you know my dad comics uh, I have on here I've talked about it before Open Seasons which is the um, it's the backstory of Jango Fett and his Mandalorian heritage and again a little bit into his recruitment Um, it's real it's a really good book and I'm hoping that some of it bleeds into the Age of Republic Jango comic that we're getting down the road Um, I want to see more into Django and his past and his upbringing, especially since now there's the controversy of is he Mandalorian? Isn't he? Um, so that can get interesting. Um, Dark Horse had a lot of Clone Wars comics that I really enjoyed. Um, some of my first Star Wars comics were Dark Horse comics, uh, Clone Wars series. And so I really have a nostalgic bone for, uh, those. They weren't always the best, but, um, for a long time, I only had the same, like, ten comics, and so I'd read them over and over and over and over. So, not the best, but nostalgic. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Star Wars Legacy, uh, which has to do with about a thousand years after. Uh, we talked about it in the last segment. It's it's the furthest into the future um, Star Wars gets, and it has to do with uh, Darth Krait and his... Um, rule of one where there's one Sith who rules over 
all the others. So there's like an army of Sith and then it's kind of them versus the uh, Jedi. And there's a very long distant um, relative of Luke Skywalker's. Yeah. (laughs) John just threw my sloth. (laughs) Trying to get the cat to stop doing what they're doing. Um, so Star Wars Legacy and then, uh, Star Wars Crimson Empire is just another one, uh, that's fun, so. Um, and one we've already talked about is the Clone Wars micro-series, um, which is still great, and you, you know, if you're very, um, if you prefer to stay canon, you can, this is one you can still enjoy, um, and it doesn't ruin any of your canon experience, I think. If anything, it adds to it a lot, especially with the 2008 series. Yeah. Some contradictions, but for the most part, it works. Yeah. So can you go get the cat, please? <laughs> Gladly. I will go squeeze the kitten. Um, I'm so far away. <laughs> you can't see me. Well, you can't see me anyway. It's yeah, it's a podcast. It's a sound ready. medium. Here, let's get some cat ASMR. Don't, she's going to knock over the microphone. Come here. <laughs> Come here, little butt. How have you guys been enjoying CatCast? <laughs> They're okay. just determined to be involved. <sighs> yep. Um, and one, I, okay, so, and then one I love um, that is the only redemptive quality of one that I don't love, and I know you don't, um, is the Boba Fett cartoon in the holiday <laughs> special. Um, because it's the first... It's not the, 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 the first. There's a lot of argument over the first appearance of Boba Fett um, from being a toy from there's a toy ad, there's a little newspaper comic, and then there's this. And they're all very closely related. So, you know, he kind of showed up at one time. Yeah. Which if you've never seen like the the commercials for the old Kenner action figures, they are something special. (laughs) As are most like yeah. '80s commercials, yeah. toy toy related or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put a couple up on Twitter tomorrow or today. <laughs> not to you mean it's not Wednesday? It is Wednesday, my dudes. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. So so talking about things that we we love, um, you know, Lucasfilm has been, and we have kind of alluded to some of these throughout our, our list of things we love, but Lucasfilm has been bringing things back um, from legends and adapting them to the story that uh, they want to tell in mm-hmm. the canon. So we've got Thrawn, um, little story elements we mentioned, you know, Dr. Evazon's backstory has been yeah. uh, changed and tweaked a little bit for the most part, it's the same. Um, and there's other things that have been referenced, uh, but overall, like, Lucasfilm isn't like shunning um, Legends thing. So, if you had a pick of things you would like from Legends, and uh, you know to eventually return, um, what are what are some things you would pick? Uh, well, obviously, IJ Eight's backstory fully, <laughs> except um, the part where he dies. Uh, no, I think that was actually pretty cool. Uh, well. You're going to be disappointed in today's comic, then, where he's alive years later. But well, whatever. He, well, he wasn't like other consciousness, John. You know, he was the last one. The last one was on the Death Star. Really? Yeah, I that was. He was still alive. Mm-mm, that <gasps> I'm pretty sure that was the end of IG88. That was the death. 
That's what I say. Like I have a sad. There you go. Well, Cannon, he's still alive. So. Oh, okay. At least, you know, one of them uploading themselves to the Death Star. And, well, even that, just like the multiplicity of IG-88. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Um, they ha- there is another IG unit out there yeah. in the Dr. Afro comic. Or, mm-hmm. not in the Dr. Afro comic, in the Darth Vader comic. Um, that is re- mentioned in the story, too. What's that? The IG model that you're talking about. If it's the same one I'm thinking of. No, it's it's not. Oh, I guarantee. Beans. Um, but IG-86? No, it's an IG-88. Oh, but, huh. but it's not the IG-88. That's the thing. So, I mean, they could retcon that of, well, that's just one that doesn't have his consciousness or something. Mm. But um, I don't know that they would go the route of multiplicity or mm-hmm. multiple personalities. It would be cool. I would I would like to overall just see many of the um, legend about uh, bounty hunters, legends, backgrounds, and stories make their way back into canon. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'd love for Boba Fett's story to come back into canon where he survives the Sarlacc pit. Uh. Um, they've hinted at it. Uh, I'm hoping that it becomes a thing. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that whatever. Whoever creates this Old Republic trilogy or series, um, I hope they bring back like Re- uh, Revan and uh, you know Darth Bane's story. Darth Bane is canon, but you know we don't know anything about him um, yeah. other than you know he did create the Rule of Two, um, but other than that, we don't know anything of him in canon. So um, getting his story told would be nice. Um, Hmm. So, yeah. That's what I was going to spend my Audible credit on, but no. What? The Rule of Two book. It's on Audible. Well, it, that's part of the trilogy, yeah. I, I got a Hannibal Lecter book instead. Because I'm rooting through that series. And also watching Hannibal. Hannibal cast. 22. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, you guys can tell us, um... You know, what are your uh, favorite legends, things, and stuffs? And um, what are some things, if you could, uh, what what would you bring back from legends um, into the new canon? Lumpy. You would bring him back? No. Uh, well, I'm giving an example. Like Lumpy. Or, you know, the cooking show lady that was played by a man. Well, the... Lumpy, Lumpy, and um, Chewbacca's wife are canon. Right. They exist. What's her name? I can't remember. Let's call her Becky. Becky with the good hair. Mm. <laughs> she has a lot of it. All right, um, Rebecca. So not that one. <laughs> we like her. No, it's Rebecca with a K. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rebecca Ka. Rebecca Ka. All right. All right, so to kind of close out, that was a good transition um, to a fantastic joke off screen. Oh, not not that the, <laughs> the whole lumpy thing. So legends. So as this title will allude, you know the legends we love. We've spent lots yeah. talking about, and then the other ones. <laughs> um, I want to preface this as as we like to always do and ensure that you understand we promote positivity yes. and we are not in any way shaming. Um, you or anyone who likes these things this is just us 
talking about, you know, it, it's us being well-rounded. We've talked about things we love and want back, but there are some things that honestly we're, uh, we are, and I'm yeah. glad are not canon. Yeah. Um, just from a storytelling standpoint, you know, it's not that I'm trying to devalue them or convince you that you should be glad they're gone. Yeah. Um, you know, and if anything, um, if you love anything we're talking about, if you love the holiday special or any other stories that we talk about, you know, that we're glad are not canon, you know, we'd love to hear why you love them. Um, we yeah. would love to celebrate why you love them. You know, um, we'd please... love to have a full on indoor bonfire with you. Yeah, I mean, come over, bring some marshmallows. We'll we'll bring, bring the a fire. Sith Lord. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, but you know, we're we are more than happy to hear why you love them. We don't want to shame you, and no one should ever be shamed for liking what they like. Um, but at the same time, it's okay to talk about what you don't like, as long as you're respectful to those who do like it and those who created it, um, unless they shouldn't have created it, because. Yeah, that's less Star Wars related and just in life. Like, you know, there are some things people create that shouldn't be created. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation. Let's just yeah. you know, let's just say in this instance, let's be respectful to those who love it and those who created it. Um, so hopefully nobody gets offended in this. But hey, like I said, tell us why you love it if it, uh, it comes up. So why don't you go ahead? Where did Palpatine live in the Death Star? I don't know. He lived in the assisted living oh section. Gosh. Sorry, I had a really good idea. Um, as I have alluded to quite a few times, I am not a fan of the holiday special. <laughs> not many people are. George Lucas isn't. <laughs> yeah, I um, I like bad movies, but not that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like. I love Super Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. but I don't know. The holiday special, it's, the stories are weird. Like, Luke's character's weird. The The whole concept is just weird to me. Like, yeah. there's a whole section where a grandpa puts on some VR goggles and a sexy lady talks to him, and it just <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Um, it's just so weird. Like I said, I like the... Boba Fett cartoon. Yes. There, there's an in, there's several interludes. One of which is um, the introduction of Boba Fett. Um, I think that's the most Star Wars thing about this. And I think the reason this and like the Ewok movies fail is because it takes something that was Star Wars and then just makes it into a very serialized mm -hmm. film or product or TV yeah. show. It's like, like people love Chewbacca. You know what he needs? Commitment. <laughs> well i mean you know it's like it, it's just you know let's take chewbacca and put him in this kind of story it's not a star wars story but mm -hmm. you know it'll make money because it's star wars and i think this is where you see they overestimated the appeal like we'll we'll make a whole bunch of money just because it's star wars um and clearly they didn't and i i think that's because they took the star wars out of star wars with it with uh like the holiday special and in the ewok movies and whatnot that's like making a dairy-free cheesecake. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, just don't eat cheesecake. You you're taking out the essential piece. Exactly. Um, I'd love to put an essential piece of cheesecake in my mouth right now. Yeah, because, like, the Ewok movies mm, are, they're, special. they're like, 
Star Wars meets Willow, but in the worst way possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, and that's not to say that we don't love Ewoks. We love Ewoks. I I've, love Ewoks. I've come around a little bit, but I still yeah. they're still not my favorite. Yeah, after hugging one, it's hard not to come around. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, we've gotten to hug a few um, at Disney. They were so soft, and they were about Melinda's height. <laughs> Oh, um, you drop things. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, like it just. They smell nice. Bad combo. Um, same thing of like the whole holiday special was just not good. And like I said, George Lucas instantly regretted it. Yeah. And and I think that's because he realized, you know, he he was getting away from yeah what he created it to be. It yeah. he had sold it to the machine, and it had just kind of tried to exploit Star Wars. Yeah, it's Star like... Wars exploitation. <laughs> it's like they were sitting in a room and George Lucas turned to someone and was like, you know what I want to make? Money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and no, I don't know how much into the, I don't know if he was approached with an idea and that's kind of how that was, or yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't even remember what like channel it was on. I think it was like ABC or something. I don't know. Maybe um, NBC. That kind of satanic <laughs> comes out of NBC um cbs can't cannot confirm but uh yeah um eventually we'll probably do like a watch or or, like a a commentary or like a live stream of us watching Uh, a holiday special um and i think that'll be something fun to torture ourselves with down the road so um and it will go through patreon so uh yeah you know follow us on there follow us support us on there you'll you'll be plugged in for when that madness happens yeah here's the thing if you donate to our patreon i will personally give you a high five if we ever meet there you go there's there's, there's the, the there's all the value yeah I'll forget all you... forget all other rewards uh just just support us for the megan high five <laughs> the crispest high five you've ever received that's that's a big commitment. <laughs> I give real crisp high fives. I'm sure. practically Granny Smith. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Here, we'll taste crisp. <laughs> uh, so the the one thing I have on here, there's I could have um, listed a few things, but um, I figured really the main thing, the main thing I'm glad is. Um, legends and is not canon um is the yuzon bong um everything yuzon bong yes um i know so many people love the yuzon bong it's what it's the star wars they grew up with because that was what was coming out when there were no movies and you know it's uh probably one of the longest running um star wars book series of mm-hmm. the eu and everything and i definitely didn't have to google it <laughs> um it it was so I, like i was saying with uh the holiday special and the ewok movies it just was so not star wars that it instantly turned me off mm-hmm. it was instantly just not for me um which was really tough growing up because that's what everybody wanted to talk about that was everybody's star wars that's what um you know people were you you, you would start talking about empire strikes back and then eventually you would always start going on to use on Vong and I was just like I don't want to talk about that so it 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 was difficult to kind of relate to friends um and to keep friends in some cases uh for not liking 
you know, the use on wrong. So um, I went and pulled kind of the synopsis of it um, rather than go into the full-fledged um, description of it or to not upset people by not doing it justice in describing what the story is um, so that you can get an understanding, uh, Moo. And, and also, if yes. you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, then... What? Has the podcast ever heard you call me that? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I call her Moo because uh, her initials are M-E-W. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you hear me say that, that's, that's just that's just my nickname uh, for Megan. But yeah. Um, so to help you. To help me. Uh, kind of get an idea of the Yusun Vong. And I'm not trying to convince you that you should not like this too. You, you don't. I mean. You don't know what it is. So I have no clue. It doesn't matter. But also, if you're listening and don't know what it is. So, um, Star Wars The New Jedi Order, commonly abbreviated as NJO, is a multi-author book series that was published by Del Rey between 1999 and 2003, consisting of 19 novels, three ebook novellas, and three short stories. Uh, Twelve authors in total contributed to the series, which was collaborative effort conceived Represent- conceived by representatives of Del Rey, Lucasfilm, and Dark Horse Comics during meetings at, excuse me, uh, at Skywalker Ranch in 1997 and 1998. When I talk fast, I get the burps, so please, please, please <laughs> forgive me. Um, the... The New Jedi Order is a chronological storyline covering a four-year span of the galactic history, beginning 21 years after the events of Return of the Jedi and telling the story of an invasion of the galaxy by a race of extra-galactic religious zealots. I just like, you know, extra-religious zealots. I just (laughs) stop there. Um, Within the NJO's pages, the Yuuzhan Vong begin a massive invasion of the galaxy and quickly gain ground despite efforts at repulsion made by the New Republic and Luke Skywalker's New Jedi Order. Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia Organa, Leia Organa Solo. Um, by the way, they're married. Yeah, <laughs> they, the, they uh... don't, yeah, they, they stay married. Um, and a new generation of heroes battle the bloodthirsty fanatics as they overtake the unprepared republic killing untold numbers of innocents and devastating countless planets even conquering a galactic capital of coruscant eventually a rebuilt galactic government aided by the jedi and the mysterious living planet uh zanama sekot uh overthrow the yuzan vong and save the galaxy characters from the original star wars trilogy play large roles as do established expanded universe characters and new additions to the galaxy far, far away, all working together to repel the invaders. Wow, that's a lot of words. Um, that's the official synopsis of the entire series. So basically, it's a yes. long-running series written by several authors that involves a very mm. new-created alien race that decides to invade the known galaxy. So they're coming from a different galaxy. A race of space baptists. Uh, yeah, but they're like zombie <laughs> Like they're they're weird, and and I know I'm gonna upset people. I again I didn't like it, so I didn't read a whole lot. So forgive me if I don't do it justice. Um, but they're they're very monstrous yeah. alien people. Yeah. Also, and, no tea, no shade to Baptists. We love you. <laughs> um, and uh, they work with all of their weapons are biomechanical. Like their main weapon is like a snake spear, 
Um, their ships are biomechanical. Um, they, they're just very, it's very not Star Wars. It's just, it's, it's like Star Trek. It, it like seems, it seems more Trekish, where it's, it's much yeah. more, um, sci-fi heavy. It's much, it, it gets rid of the fantasy of Star Wars and goes to full on military invasion and whatnot with some Jedi stuff mixed in. Yeah. Um, I love Jedi stuff. You know, it's just, it was not, um, not my cup of tea. And so I think I thought it was so, so weird and so out there um, that I was glad when it was decided upon not um, including that into the new canon or, you know, just kind of putting that away to make room for a good, a, a better story that was a, a little bit more digestible to all. Although clearly, you know, the new sequel trilogy is very divisive. So, um, yeah. you win, win some, you lose some, but, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't get into it. Um, you know, if you love the holiday special, you know, tell us why, if you yeah. love the use on Vong stories, tell us why, um, you yeah. know, we're not going to, belittle or berate you you know yeah. we we want to we want to know um if something in the star wars uh galaxy makes you happy and we want to celebrate that and and who knows you may um even help us to have a newer perspective in how we view um some of that but um and dave filoni was actually working to try and bring the yuzan bong into the clone wars for a minor arc um i love dave filoni so i feel like I could have trusted what he was going to do with it, mm -hmm. but I was still very much like, oh my gosh, this is going to get really weird. Um, so I was very anxious about that, but um, it ended up not happening anyway. I don't know if the Yuzan Vong would ever come back. I, I hope if they do, they're treated much different. Um, there's a little bit of an allusion to a similar kind of sounding species in Thrawn Alliances. Um, they're not called the Yuzan Vong. I think they're called the Grisk or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it may be the chance that Lucasfilm is trying to hint that there's something like the Yuzan Vong, but maybe they're making it more Star Wars-y, yeah. um, which is my hope. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure that there was a, uh, a Doctor Who race exactly like that. Possibly. Probably. Um, I could I can't think of it. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Doctor Who race to kind of compare them. I mean, I guess you could compare them to the Galaxy. The um, I mean, it really they sound more like a Doctor Who or Star Trek. Like they're much yeah. more sci-fi, and and this is where I disagree with a lot of people because I don't think Star Wars is sci-fi. I think it's mm -hmm. science fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's space opera. It's very. Yeah, there's sci-fi elements, but it's much more uh, fantasy story spiritual driven than it is mm -hmm. technical driven. In space, no one can hear your vibrato. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I think that's why I didn't like it is because it went to a very traditional, oh, it's in space, so let's t tell a story of a you know monstrous alien race invading the galaxy. And it just felt like you could have made that any unique story, but you decided to make it Star Wars. And that's when it was just like, yeah, I I checked out. Yeah. So um 
but yeah, I mean, if you if you like uh, any of those things, um, you know, we welcome you to share your uh, opinions. Why, you know, tell us why you like them, um, what you like about them, and um, you know, like I said, maybe you'll kind of help add to our perspective or change our perspective. Maybe it'll make us go back and read the New Jedi Order books. Yeah. Probably not, but who knows? Yeah. And you know the beautiful thing about not liking something? Well. You don't have to read it. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to consume it. Well, and that's, you know, like I said, that was me as a kid. I just didn't. Exactly. I, I read a couple of books and then I was just like, I don't like it. And, and that's not to say that I wasn't getting the story like i said i had friends that were die hard fans of this book series growing up so i was still staying connected yeah. to the story which only served to make me not want to read it my for myself more um so yeah um i'd be i'd be interested i'd be down to see what lucasfilm would do with them to bring them into canon but definitely legends use on bong yeah i feel we're just too much could make them better Definitely could make it better. Yeah. And so that concludes our episode on Legends. Um, Only took us a few tries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Several cats. Um, you know, we didn't obviously cover everything. Um, that's the yeah. uh, difficulty of us not being um, well-versed in the eu and legends material but maybe one one day we'll do another episode where we kind of just try and find the weirdest craziest or coolest legend stories and talk about that um yep and it's not just us in on this conversation we're a herd we like to talk to each other so just talk to us tell us what you like what you don't like tell us how much you love our cats because we love them an awful lot and yeah yeah i love you too baby they're okay i love you um, they're like our kittens, John. Let's be real. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're un- very annoying. <laughs> Those of you with kids. Yes. Um, We're praying for you. So, yeah. So, maybe there'll be down, uh, time down the road we'll do another Legends-related episode. But I thought it would be cool kind of transitioning from Legends Clone Wars to Canon Clone Wars to kind of stop and kind of say, hey, there's other Legends stuff that we love and also don't love um and kind of just <laughs> talk about that a little bit so uh hopefully you enjoyed the ride and you know as we've said throughout you know let us know what you think let us know what you like yeah. uh let us know if you disagree um you know we're we're open to all those kinds of conversations as long as you know they're respectful ones yeah i was having a good day until i saw a picture of smoked watermelon so that's what i'm dealing with today yeah yes so on that note, Sorry. <laughs> um, next week we're talking about Solo, uh, which is out as of yesterday on physical copy. It was out Duh. the previous week on digital. So with that said, um, it's on the shelf. Oh, it's on the shelf? Yeah. Already? Dang. That's where movies go, Megan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have movies on my iPhone. Yeah. It's David Lynch would be sad. <laughs> um. Make sure you read up on Solo, watch Solo, get uh, Love Solo. through all the spoilers, so that way you can come ready to listen to what we have to say. Yeah. We're not just going to talk about the movie or the book. We're going we're gonna to talk mostly about the character, um, but obviously that will involve some things from Solo, a Star Wars story. So you have a week to catch up and, and watch it 
you've been warned. You've been warned. Watch Solo. Don't smoke a watermelon. Don't know how you're going to keep it lit. <laughs> but seriously, it looks gross. I'm taking applications for a new co-host, if, no, if anybody's interested. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before it gets any crazier, um, make sure you check us out on the social medias on Twitter and Facebook. And consider supporting us on Patreon. If nothing else, follow us there. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and share it. Uh, helps really yeah. grow the herd. Um, and, yeah, just in general, have a great week. Uh, tweet me. Tell me your favorite color. Asking the real questions. Mine's yellow. <laughs> um, and so this has been uh, our main show. I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I have been your very sleepy herd mom, Megan. And may the force be with... Stay scruffy. You. <laughs>